Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 671 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. I am back. I am not gone any longer. Back from the wilderness of Colorado. I'm joined today by Andrew Spencer Spay of Yerba Mate fame and J.D. Raider, James Dean, and... So much to get into, but we're going to start with more pressing things, th- things that are in, in per- that are more personal in nature. And I'm worried about my friend, Andrew, um, mm. J.D. Raider. He is now not just a moped driver. He now has a motorcycle, okay, a, okay. Death, a death bike. And I'm a little worried about him because I think it's a, it's a gate. Motorcycles are, frankly, a gateway drug. Gateway vehicle. Well, what's next? That's yeah, exactly. Question. That's my question for you. Where does it stop? Where does it? Where did the JD you go down to one wheel? Yeah, you could go to. And if you start riding around a motorized unicycle, we're we're gonna have big trouble. I've been. I follow you on Instagram. You wear you wear these wild outfits, uh, and and I I feel like you and you and uh, your lovely girlfriend have this Bonnie and Clyde thing, and I feel like you're gonna be holding up banks and stuff soon. Mm. Modern day Bonnie and Clyde, maybe. Yeah, that's what I, that's I hadn't what considered holding up a bank, but uh, that idea is now implanted in my brain. Yeah, quick I'm, getaway. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen at some point. So, uh, when did you get this bike? Last night. Oh my gosh! You when do get... you have time to buy a motorcycle? I got lots of time. Mm. Yeah, he's got no. You, you got no kids. I don't know what I do with my time. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this guy. I don't know. So JD's got a bike. I'm a little worried about that. I leave for leave for one week, and he get he's got a motorcycle. He's got new fancy boots that he takes off when he gets here, like Mister Rogers when he gets home. He puts on his slippers. JD walks in in these aggressive boots, and then puts on some straight up New Balance dad shoes. That's right. So that's called swagger. Yeah, wow. and he's got it. He's got it. Um, so there, a lot of happened while I was gone. Very exciting stuff. Um, 
First of all, I think you should leave. I'll, we'll, we'll wait this. We'll sprinkle in the non-wrestling talk. I think you should leave. If you listen to this show, you may as you pretty much have watched I Think You Should Leave Season 1 because we reference it all the time. Well, Season 2 came out, so we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I think the biggest news while I was gone, maybe, is the Cornell coaching squad is insane. They're building an empire. That's what I said when the news dropped. <laughs> it's empirical. Gray is building an empire. It's empirical in nature for sure. And you you look at the coaches he he was able to pluck. It's like it's a super young staff, but they're crazy experienced, right? Like, um, so you get he, best of both worlds. Yeah, exactly. Because all these guys can still flat out roll, right? You've got Kellen Russell who comes from Michigan, right? He's been at that program since what two thousand. Seven, basically. Um, I, I'm not sure quite when he graduated, but he's been on staff for a really long time around Coach McFarland, Coach Bormet, Chirella. You've got Donnie Vinson, who was at Cornell, and then at now at NC State um, under Pat Pop and working with Coach Hall and that, that amazing program. So you bring those guys in. And Nick Wisdowski's there, uh, legit senior-level thread, who, let's face the facts, if Gable's gone after this, it's it's Gwiz or Mason Paris for the foreseeable future at, at 125. Now, Kirk Fleet will probably enter that chat at some point. But this is just a, a ferocious staff. You've got well, Kirk Fleet did beat uh, Mason at Olympic team trials. That's a great so point. I think he's already kind of in that chat. Yeah, he's in the chat. All right, Kirk Fleet's in the chat. So you look at that Cornell staff and what a um, – I say – I don't know if the word recovery is appropriate, but you are, you are forced when Rod Cole no leaves – when when Rob Cole leaves, you are in a recovery mode of sorts. Like you have to recover from this loss. But this is how you do it. I mean, and I know the proof will be in, ultimately be in the pudding. But if there's, um, th- this just says to me Cornell is just as committed to to wrestling because I'm I'm sure going out and plucking these guys from NC State from Michigan was was not that easy. And it's a great, um, you know, for someone like. For Donnie, you know, he's back to New York. Nick Wazdowski back in New York. For Kellen Russell, you know, you look at the Michigan, co- you know, Coach Bormet's not going anywhere. Coach Terrell's got, you've got you got some really seasoned guys, uh, quote, ahead of you in line there. So it's it's a good opportunity for, for Kellen as well. So I think on the recruiting front, it's a slam dunk. These are guys that are going to fit in well. And I think I think it's a, it's a fantastic job by, by Mike Gray in getting – Keeping the momentum at, at Cornell. Yeah, the lineup's going to be salty, too. Um, you know, uh, Max Dean departed, but they have a ton of hammers coming back. you got mm-hmm. Yanni and Vito. You can have another Diakamahalas and Greg entering that lineup. Josh Saunders is, is chomping at the bit to get in there. Colton Yapujian comes back. Um, and then upperweights, Chris Foca hasn't had a chance to wrestle yet. Oh, um, he beat uh, Max at, uh, what was it, last chance? Mm-hmm. Yes. And then you have you have your favorite Darmy Army coming back at 197, and then Luis Fernandez, a really good young heavyweight that uh, I'm interested in seeing as well. So there's Get a lot of all Americans in there. And I love I love Fernandez and Guiz. That combo I think mm. is going to be really formidable. And they also have Jacob Cardenas there too, who I don't know when exactly he's going to break into the lineup, but that's a good looking athlete, like just a big, strong dude, very athletic. Um, so he'll he'll be tough as well. But yeah, for for Gwiz and Fernandez, it's it t- to me, barring injury, they'll find a way to get get him on the podium, right? Um, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of point scores in March. Yeah, very so very good. Um, and also in EIWA news, I mean, the, I feel like it's only a matter of time before 
Um, University of Pennsylvania is 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 a top ten team and program. When you look at the and it's it's maybe a little tougher to to say that, but I think the between the RTC and the coaching staff, it's just gonna be at some point it's gonna be undeniable for them to not be getting a lot of really really strong recruits. And I'm really excited for the the EIWA battles with. Penn is there emerging, and Princeton's already established, and Cornell's kind of the standard there alongside Lehigh in the EIWA. Now you've got Penn, who has, you know, Roger Reyna, Mark Hall, BJ Futrell, Pearsall are there. But the RTC is what is so insane and what's going to be a really powerful draw. You have to figure with Jordan Burroughs is now there. You've got Mark Hall, Joey McKenna, David McFadden, Ethan Lezak. Um, Coached by Brandon Slay, you have, so you got two Olympic champions around the program. It's it's exciting to see, you know, or, or at least talk about the the potential of that program and the potential of the EIWA. As good as a conference as it's been, how much better it could potentially get with a with a program like Penn on the rise. And you've got, you know, Americans got some life with Borelli getting the band back together again, bringing on uh, Alex Tirapelli. You got to figure Tirapelli wouldn't go back to or wouldn't go to American if he wasn't feeling strong about the program. This is a guy who was the head coach at Penn was at Stanford. So uh, a lot of, a lot of really good stuff, but yeah, um, the, the Pennsylvania RTC I think is worth bringing up too, because that helps not just one EIWA program, but also Drexel, right? You have that uh, Philly ecosystem uh, that they, they talk about, which is just getting stronger by the day of all those guys you mentioned. So, you know, you're, you're helping the rooms of both Penn, which is bringing in tons of recruits and Drexel, which is a very complimentary program, different kind of program, but right next to each other, uh, like literally physically across like a street from each other and uh, both rooms improving. You can't not but improve with that kind of lineup. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure exactly how formidable they will be next year, right, or the year after that. But I think in time, it's it's going to happen at Penn, and they're going to be they're going to be really tough. And you know, EIWA will will benefit from that. It's great to have another Ivy, you know, power. I think that's I think that's good for wrestling too. Absolutely, good location too. Lots of talent around there. Uh, yeah, no doubt. No, no question about that. So Borelli's got Terrapelli going. Ned Shuck to Bellarmine. You know that it, Ned is a, a kind of probably to a lot of wrestling fans, sort of an under the radar guy, and people may not know about. But if you if you look at Army and the season they've been having, um, obviously Coach Ward's done a fantastic job there. But you know Ned Shuck was was a part of that as well. So I think that's I think that's a that's a great hire for for Bellarmine, or is it Bellarmine? That'll be the first. That'll be my first question. That'll be my first question for Coach Coach Chuck. <laughs> interchangeable. Uh, I've heard people say Bellarmine, but that's not. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. But people pronounce things. I don't. We know that'll be our first uh, article about Bellarmine. Yeah, how deep do you, dive. How do you say it? <laughs> uh, um, and Chuck, a guy that's had success at smaller programs too. He was at Whitewater, um, that had a lot of success and i think he was at augsburg too obviously a program that's had a lot of success at the division three level so a guy who knows how to build um with not as much resources as a power five division one program right correct so a lot of uh coaching stuff happened also nil stuff has been popping off it's been kind of exciting to see the the variety of ways it's it's manifests itself from you know the smaller things to you know Spencer Lee signs with the same agency or group as Trevor Lawrence. I mean that's that's certainly big time. Uh, I, I heard you guys talk about 
uh, Spencer and Ironside, which makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. from from that front. Did you see he also trademark excuses are for wusses? I did see that. <laughs> I saw. I think and now that, you owe him another uh, chunk of change. Uh, for, he's only applied yet. It's not gone through. It's going to go so. retroactive. So just keep a tally. Of you every can't. Time. You wait. What, what, wait. What can I, I not say? Well, yeah, you know what, what you said. You owe Spencer. <laughs> That's I'm not, marking it down. There'll be a there'll be a a, a reckoning. So that is, that is funny. Is that actually how that works? That's not how it works, right? Probably. No, because yeah. he trademarked marked it for apparel mostly and other things. Imagine, goes, what if you not just... That's a verbal word. What if you started trademarking phrases and just charging people for saying that? That, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, all my wardrobe that has excuses are for wusses on it already is going to have to be scrapped. <laughs> so you can see what this is doing to my Speaking collection. of wardrobe, I mean, Spay has been clearly shopping at Dan Flash's because he's got some magnificent tops. Yeah, this is bargain basement pattern. So, you know, not ex- not that expensive, but, you know, that is how they value their shirts. But, yeah, it's been a couple of new tops, two in a row, I think. Yeah, Spay went on vacation and came back. Swagged out, vacation Some space. new tops, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good because if you don't know, most, I would say most, and by most, I mean 94% of space shirts were his dad's at some point. That's right, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, why go shopping when you can just, you know, steal from his closet and uh, it never goes out of style? Some would say it does, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it doesn't. You know what? It's a style is a mindset. Stay. Yeah. Well, then it comes back around again. So I'm ready prepared for whenever the new, the you know, retro wave or whatever comes back. Yeah, that's why you just don't get rid of anything. That's exactly ever. Right. Yes. So uh, just a quick around the horn with name, image, and likeness stuff. Yanni Yanni D has. I, I kind of like what for like some of the top pound for pound guys. He's got a poster, and now he. Has a uh, also a sponsorship with Shots. So there's a poster. I think I want to buy one actually. Um, Pretty dope. Throw one in CDP's room to accompany his uh, Spencer Lee Pokemon poster that he has. Um, and Shot Sled, so that's cool. So good for good for Yanni. Um, Shot Sled sponsors a bunch of wrestlers actually, which I guess makes I think that's sense. That's their main demographic. <laughs> no football target. players. No basketball players yet. Uh, big big on the wrestlers. So that's great. Um, what else is going on? Spencer is on Cameo. Uh, so you can have him, like, say something to you. Ryan Deacon, I, you know, we were, like, we've been speculating. Is this guy coming back? Is he gone? What's happening? Well, I don't know if he had decided a while ago, but when the name, image, and likeness stuff came out, he put out this tweet um, that said, looking forward to the future and new NCAA legislation is allowing athletes to monetize their name, image, and likeness. With these new rules, I'm looking forward to working with brands and companies that share the same values and interests. Looking forward to the future and continuing to work to be the best I can be, Ryan Deacon. So that does not sound like a guy who's going to be uh, done with college wrestling. Sounds like a guy that's going to be running it back. So that's exciting for 157, we're guessing. Yeah, it makes sense, too, when, you can, when you're a wrestler of, of Deacon's caliber and you have the opportunity to wrestle at a, a, on, in the Big Ten – uh, potentially make an NCAA finals that's going to be on primetime TV. I mean, that, that's for their brand. They're they're thinking, you know, uh, this is a good avenue for it, NCAA wrestling. So it makes sense. And then you can kind of leverage it. And what I like about these NIL deals is there's a lot of excitement going into them. But at the very least, these guys are going to hit the ground running. So it's no longer a transition from college. It's a much smoother transition now into the professional world. No doubt. No doubt about that. Um RBY is getting in the mix. He's got a raffle going for uh, just to, like, hang out with him, which is – that's cool. I, but you know what? It'll probably be 
probably a lot of people would like to hang out with Roman Bravo Young. But the the coolest part is he's got a, a wings deal. And I don't know what I've never had eat I've eaten a lot of chicken wings, but I've never had these. Um, eat wings over is what they're called. So you got the if you're watching the video, there's a picture of Roman in a singlet that says wings on it. So he's got himself a chicken wing sponsorship, which I imagine for a college athlete is about as cool as it gets. Because yeah. who doesn't love chicken wings? Can be dangerous though. Oh, uh, is, it, is this maybe the, the path to one for one? You know, chicken, ah, th- <laughs> there's worse. If that's like your, um, if that's your splurge, you know, some, some fried chicken wings, that's, that could be way worse, right? Oh, it could be way worse. Yeah. Like Jan- Johnny Hendricks, you know, this guy was making <laughs> chairs out of Little Caesar's thrones. boxes. <laughs> Put some respect Thank you. on his name. Thank you. You're exactly right. They were thrones. <laughs> they were pizza thrones. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it could be way worse. Yeah, that's a, that definitely is a cool sponsorship. I'm unfamiliar with that wing place, but if I ever see it and I'm looking for a place to dine, that's where I'm getting my wings. Huh. Yeah, it's already working. Wings over. Wait, what is it called? Eat wings over? Yeah. Working like a charm. Yeah, it's working great. So that's exciting. Um, what else is happening in, in IL world? Nick Lee Chevy Dodge. You know, <laughs> Steve Bowman, uh, a.k.a. Mitch Bowman, but I called him Steve for oh, the better part of a year, I guess. He could have. He was the original dealership, and now Nick Lee there is the actual dealership. This, this is like uh, the the. So Nick Lee has a sponsorship with um, Expressway Dodge, which is an Indiana company, which you know, of course, Nick's from there. This is a little mix of a, of a car commercial and Vision Quest. A lot of lot of throws, a lot of uh, good tr- uh, good training montages here. Yeah, here's a classic lateral drop straight out of slow mo. Slow mo straight out of Vision Quest. And it's Nick getting in a beautiful new Dodge yeah. pickup truck. Man, pretty I hope nice. He got a, I hope he got a Dodge Ram. Yeah, pickup. I mean, if you just get a, a truck to drive around out of the deal, that's that's a great deal. That I I, I assume at the at big time. Look at his chin. Yeah, strong did, chin. Yeah, strong profile. Yeah, uh, all the all the D one uh, football and basketball guys got to be driving around new whips now, right? Oh yeah, like they, everybody's in something nice. If I Nick mean, Lee's a lot getting of them Dodge were. Well, yeah, yeah good point. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even newer ones. Yes. Yeah. Remember when people were mad at LeBron when he got a Hummer in like 2003? Guy wasn't even going to college, and people were like, "Oh, how would he get this?" Plus, someone gave it to him. Yeah. <laughs> you care? He's a professional. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. <laughs> that Nick Lee commercial slightly reminded me of that Matthew McConaughey truck commercial where he comes to the um, Longhorn in the road. Do you remember that one? And then he just Vaguely. very dramatically goes, "You win this time." And turns around and goes home. <laughs> he was in a mental battle with the Longhorn. This is—I yes. gotta look it up, man. Yeah, look it up. That's deep. Okay, fun stuff in the NIL world. Um, I think it's really cool. I'm excited to see. Now, I, I feel like you know, we're still not even a half a month into this thing's existence, so it's going to take a lot of different forms. I think we're going to see more. Athletes signing with apparel companies, even shoe companies that we saw. Oh, we didn't have AJ Ferrari's near fall thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we should. Did y'all ever put, put that was? We talked about it. Okay, yeah, because that's that's pretty big time. Good for good for AJ. Um, in the most predictable sponsorship of all time, <laughs> I think yes. everyone was like, it's going to be with near fall eventually. Uh, so that's good stuff as well. All right, next up. Gable Stevenson uh, put in his Instagram story some uh, singlet heat. So if you're if you're a singlet person, you want to see what the Olympians are going to be wearing. I'm guessing it's this, and if it's not, then 
we said I guess. So you can literally cannot be mad at me. It's illegal. So, but those look pretty, pretty sharp. What do we think about the horizontal stripes? Mm, not my favorite. I don't. Ha- I like them. But what if I favorite. told you they were Dan Flash's <laughs> singlets? A little more complicated pattern. It's pretty something com- that you can get lost in and just totally space out and just stare at for a while. I don't know if it's worth uh, getting into an accident, maybe hurting your hand yeah. or something like that. I but. still don't think that's bargain bin, but no, I think they're sharp. <laughs> yeah, sharp. yeah, no, I think they look pretty cool. I think anytime uh, you know it's it, it's something new, it's something different, but it's not you know way out there. Uh, so I'm I'm happy to let it play out on the mat and see how that goes, and I appreciate. Uh, Gable giving us a sneak peek. No offense. Anything's better than those. Actually, offense. I'm trying to offend a, a singlet. I did not like these silver singlets that we wore um, in, was that 2019? Oh, like the one like David Taylor won in? Yeah. Yeah. We're silver. Silver? No, thank you. Right. And the the gold ones were a little little rough, too. Yeah, just I, like the color. I can, at least it's I gold. gold ones. It's true. Um this I, is back red and red and blue classic. I do like the kind of basic approach. I don't like you know. There have been times where we've put like a big star on the front or an oh. eagle on the front. I, I like a uh, I'm OS for life. OS. Right. Here's my bone to pick with if we're talking you know stuff we don't like in uniforms is uh, 2012. Burroughs won a gold medal and then they gave him like a weird orange jacket to wear yeah. on the podium. And then you know 2016 everybody looked sharp. Kyle and, and Helen. Uh, you know, it was the, the navy, navy blue. Looks yeah, good. that looked good. Why? And it was like most other Olympic Olympic athletes in 2012 weren't wearing these weird orange things. It was just like wrestling and a couple other sports. And it's like that's not that doesn't that doesn't look like the USA. It was yeah. bad. Eh, whatever. They ruined it. Still uh, bitter, apparently. Apparently, who knew it was it was rust colored jackets are the Ugh. are the pet peeve of of Andrew Spencer's Bay. That's right. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Okay. Yeah. But there, there's a singlet. So if you like singlets, or there they are. Okay, next up, do we want to get into a little? I, I think I'd rather kick it to Spay or JD to talk a little Fargo. But what are the what are the main storylines? It gets started very, very soon. You guys are leaving what tomorrow evening? Tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Are you going to drive like David Bray? No, because <laughs> David's driving. What, what if what if I said you could have a minivan and you could fill it full of kids and uh, do it super fun like that? What do you think about that? Very, very tempting, but I think I will just hop on a metal tube and fly a couple hours. Yeah. What uh, about I, flights? This is the last one, and I'll just stop making suggestions for how you guys should travel. But you two on JD's new hog. Oh, how many miles per gallon are we talking? Oh, I get seventy miles to the gallon on that hog. <laughs> think of the savings. Think of the. But That's the, more, true. most of all, think of the memories. That's true. You two, you yeah. know. We're locked really, up. Yeah, you we're, know we're gonna get some good quality male bonding time. Today. Yeah, wild yeah, hogs. If it gets Ever too cold, it? Yeah, if it gets too cold, I know a way that we can warm both of us up. <laughs> yeah. Just go, man. So I'm just saying the weather's never been better for an excursion such as that. So if you decide you don't want to fly there to Fargo because there's not many directs from Austin, anyways. Um, just I'm just saying, think about it. It's a, I guess it's an option. We could always call an audible like on the way to the airport. Just like forget it. Yep, I'll approve the overages, <laughs> even though I don't approve them. All right, uh, but enough transport talk. Let's talk about the team battles. The different uh, states are all coming in full force. The your favorite storylines. Uh, give us give us the deal, boys. Yeah, I'm really excited to watch the junior. Um, Team race, my home state, Iowa, won junior duels for the first time in a very long time. And, you know, they're trying to kind of 
double down, they've got a shot. Um, so I'm really excited about that. They're bringing Drake Ayala, Caleb Ratchie, uh, Garvin was supposed to wrestle Hunter Garvin from Iowa City at 145, but he is out with injury. Uh, Team PA uh, might be the favorite, though. Uh, PA is bringing a lot of their top guys as well. And then always Illinois. Uh, there was a little bit of drama at uh, um, after junior duels. Um, Let's so, talk about it. What's the drama? Well, just Iowa won, and then um, some people went on Twitter saying, yeah, well, Illinois didn't bring their best team. Man, um, you can't say that. Yeah, it's like this team showed up. Because that's what everyone. Because that is what literally everyone says to Illinois when they win Fargo. Yes. Every time they win Fargo, well, Pennsylvania. Th- Pennsylvania's the best like, guys. well, you didn't. So I hope it wasn't Illinoisans making mm-hmm. such a claim because that's the exact arguments used on them. Shoes on the other. And foot. you know they were saying how, um, and and this is true, but it's still an excuse. It might be somewhat valid and a reason. What are excuses for? Oh, that's right. Well. I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it. I'm not saying. I'm not it gonna get. I'm not I'm gonna say. One, I can say one word. What's this? Oh my gosh! And we just go around. We we each say half of the phrase. We, what just, happens there? <laughs> then we have to chip in together. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Illinois. So their whole thing, I think, is everybody buys in. Uh, yeah. They have the whole a system that clearly works, um, and they take pride. And their freestyle Greco performances at duels and Fargo, and that was all thrown off this year by the state tournament being in yeah. June or May or exactly, I forget when it was. But obviously, that throws off a whole um, normal system. Yeah, that's and that. Listen, Illinois has earned a mulligan. So if they don't win Fargo this year, don't have a down performance. Everything's been thrown up and. Uh, with with having a state tournament I, this late. I mean, that, that messes everything up. I think Illinois won junior freestyle the past three years. Um, so they're going for the four-peat. Three or four-peat, I think four. Uh, but, yeah, but it. I, I don't think they're going to be the favorites. Probably they are um, maybe a little down, not bringing um, all of their best guys. Right. So it, – It'll be interesting to see. It'll be a really fun team race. That's the thing I'm looking forward to, like, following throughout the tournament the most. Yeah. yeah. I, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, so much discussion about the about the team race. Are we going to have, like, uh, this is maybe a little more technical in nature, but, like, are we going to be able to have, like, the round-by-round updates for the for the team, the state team well, scores? Because that's fun. They on, it's only scored by All-Americans. So you, won't you get know one until point. Then. You get one point for eighth, eight points for first, and – Filling. Yes. The middle. So no, say them all. Say them all. <laughs> all How many number. per second? <laughs> Seven. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just pumped that there's actual discussion about this team race. I don't remember it ever being as big of a deal. I mean, of course, every state comes to win. You play to win the game. And, you know, Herm Edwards. Illinois uh, has. Now Herm's going to sue you. <laughs> Did they. Did you... All right. <laughs> now everything is is. Uh... Might have to sell some of those nice well, new tops. <laughs> hey, that's your that's your. You brought it up. You brought up the. It's true. I did set that standard, and now I have to live by it. Yeah. Every word that someone else has already said, I have to pay them. You're not a Jets fan, right? No. Oh wow. No, I'm sitting in the uh, Oliver Stone Memorial seat, so of course I'm rooting for the Mets, uh, and not the Jets. So I kind of messed that up, but yeah. Pete Alonso won the uh, All Star. How about that? Or Peter- the- Won the home run derby. Home run derby was he magic. makes more money winning the home run derby than he does for his actual Mets salary. 
Well, they still have to pay Bobby Bonilla, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bobby Bonilla makes more than Pete Alonso, and he will for the foreseeable future. Bobby Bonilla has a claim to every million dollars that ever gets paid. He gets a little cut of everyone's salary. That's freaking amazing. It's just good negotiating. Yeah. We, should, we need to work those kind of contracts in. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I derailed it. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to do that, but I'll apologize after every time I do it. Hey, so. I like it. You're you're back. You haven't been, uh, you know, on the show for a little bit, and you got to yeah, let loose. You got yeah, the energy. Loose. I got to let loose Pull a loose. little bit. <laughs> Everybody cut. Kick the off boys are back shoes. in town. Yes. We now owe royalties to all of those songwriters. <laughs> all those songs. <laughs> Nick Buzakis is going. Uh, he is probably the early Vegas favorite for the OW, if you had to. Well, he won Cadet OW in 2019. Yeah. So his bracket um, is still pretty good. There's yeah. a couple of good guys, uh, Hunter Mason being one uh, who just won an NHSCA title. But as Nick Buzakis, he's probably going to Hulk smash everybody. He's a Hulk smasher. Yeah, there's some ranked guys in there. We should give some love to uh, Zeke Seltzer, um, a Missouri commit. Uh, is in the top five. Uh, Maximus Martinez, Ryder Block, Garrett Grice, those guys are all registered. Uh, so it'll be a gnarly bracket. You know, if you become an All-American in there, you, you've done some really good wrestling. But Nick Buzakis, absolutely the heavy favorite. And it, it's a the great, the best Fargo in recent memory as in terms of guys coming out and showing out. Uh, we kind of expected this, obviously, with no Fargo last year. Uh, but it just really did come to fruition. There was... Um, a couple guys, bigger names that did um, end up were registered and then pulled out with entry. Most notably, Nick Feldman and Cody Chittum. Uh, oh, they that were, stinks. yeah, they were both heavy favorites to win their brackets. Um, but uh, it's it's still going to be great. Also, like I said, Hunter Garvin for Iowa. Nick Feldman and Hunter Garvin that could be um, kind of big for uh, team race implications there, with Pennsylvania and Iowa. Excited to see. I mean, I feel like Drake and uh, Uzakas are probably the two best guys in the in the field, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Um, but Drake's got a probably one twenty six. I feel like every year one twenty six, one thirty two, one thirty are always like super tough. But one twenty six seems to be the the weight for this year. Dean Peterson and Drake, mm-hmm. along with a host of other really talented guys. Two two graduated seniors that are, and not just like uncommitted graduated seniors which there are more there are a handful of good ones um this year but guys who have already uh signed to colleges drake going to iowa dean peterson going to princeton in his home state of new jersey but just guys that are like no i want to come out i think for drake it was a we won junior duels and now iowa wants to win fargo type thing he did it for iowa i think peterson did it more for himself he had to have surgery on his nose and missed his senior season in new jersey so i think he wanted to uh get some mat time and kind of have closure on his uh high school career this way that's gonna be a really tough bracket i wish cooper flynn's going 20 right Mm -hmm. i wish he would throw his hat in the ring at, at 26 is he that small He's a small guy. He's gonna have to. <laughs> he have to eat some, get some of Roman's chicken wings. Get one twenty. <laughs> uh, but lucky for him, he's going to Virginia Tech, which has uh, some yes, fantastic food. <laughs> According uh, to my brother, Troy Spratley will also be in that bracket. Gabe Weisenhunt, Sergio Lemley, Joy Volk, Evan Mungian, Vince Robinson, Mac Church, um, and there's still more. But that's just a kind of list a handful that are. Gonna be there, and 
in contention for All-American status. Any uh, guys under the radar you st- you think could make deep runs in certain weight classes? Maybe they're unranked or low ranked that um, maybe th- this could be their big opportunity. Those are all often tough to predict, but you could do it sometimes. I believe that JD could do it. Um, I don't know <laughs> how under the radar he is. He was under my radar until he just moved to Iowa. He's from Florida. His name is Boss Diaz. He, he's just a cadet. He'll just be a freshman this year. Um, but he won Florida States as a seventh and eighth grader. Very good, um, from what I'm hearing, and like could be in contention um, for the title at I believe 145 pounds in cadet. So, like a boss. Yeah, keep an eye out for him. There's what a, high school is he going to go to in Iowa? Waverly Shellrock, I believe. Ooh. His sister moved um, a year ago, and she won uh, a girls' state title for Waverly Shellrock this year. And now he. Has officially moved in in the summer and will be a Waverly Shell Rock next year. Uh, following in the, the Ballweg dynasty's footsteps. Yeah. There's a, there's a trio of guys coming from uh, Stillwater High School that have some good pedigrees. Uh, there's Sam Smith, who you may be familiar from the uh, Stillwater Smiths. Hmm. That's John W.'s son. He is uh, at 113. Uh, he's uh, not ranked, but I think can do some damage. I think that would not surprise anybody. Um, Victor Voinovich's younger brother, Cale Voinovich, is uh, representing Oklahoma. He is at 145, and I believe Angelo Ferrari, um, not Anthony, which is – they're both younger brothers of AJ, but I believe Angelo is a rising freshman at Stillwater. Okay. That's, uh, that's some firepower. Yeah, all unranked, but um, this could be an opportunity for them to uh, get on – uh, more people's radar. All right. We've got some charts. We've got some pie charts in, in in here. I'm assuming this is the work of one Andrew Spencer Spey. Yeah, I threw these in there, kind of like a last minute. Uh, it was more just, um, you know, FRL doc. I wanted to contribute to uh, what we could talk about. And uh, uh, our man, John Kozak, uh, flipped me over the... Flipped you off. He flipped me off. He said, hey, man, how about this? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what that's about, but... Also, do you have a spreadsheet of the Olympic med- and world medalists from 2000 to 2019? He said, yes, I have that too. So when he was done flipping me off, he sent me this document. Uh, and then I, and I put this uh, pie chart together, and this is uh, the points. So I did a quick and dirty point system. There's uh, the outro music. Yeah, and that's the show and for today. And that's the show. All right. <laughs> sing, and I cut off his new album. Uh, so I just did uh, 10, 8, 6, 4, 3 because he had placements um, uh, five uh, gold through fifth place. And it was we, we went back far enough so that in 2000 and I think 2001, it, it, they only did single bronze, and he had a fourth-place finish in there too. But anyway, long story short, just kind of rough estimate points-wise. It just shows how good uh, Russia is. Yeah. Uh, they, they take up a lot of the points. Iran and then U.S. is right there afterwards. Uh, Georgia, Azerbaijan, so two former Soviet republics, just showing how tough it is after, to win medals after the breakup. And then uh, you go further out there, Cuba, Turkey, Ukraine, Uzbekistan, uh, Cuba, the only other um, like Pan Am and non-Asian or European country to uh, really show up at World and uh, uh, Olympic Championships. And then smaller slices, um, too small a piece for some of these countries, but India, Mongolia, Belarus, Bulgaria, Japan, Kazakhstan. All right. So that's that's that pie chart. and. Um, yeah, I don't uh, didn't really have any other significance except Kozak wanted to uh, flip me off, and then yeah, he does like to do that. Yeah, um, what's the maximum percentage you could get out of uh, all the points for a single nation? Because like twenty one is 
Yeah. percent of all points is insane. I did not do that math, but it is basically, I think Kozak may have tweeted it, but it's something like Russia was in the finals of like 50% of every bracket from 2000 to 2019. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, man, winning an Olympic medal is just never been harder to do when yeah. you think about all, all the stuff you're up against. Okay. You've got like, what, 10 Russias now. In the field, yes. Um, you've got six weights. I mean, just think about think about what you have to do to make 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 the team here in America. How much right. harder it is. Like you've got guys, you know, from ten weights down now to six in what twenty years or so. Not not that long. Yeah. A little and more the, than twenty years. And the and the proliferation of Russians. Uh, it's not just that you now have Georgia, Azerbaijan, yes. Uzbekistan, but now the transfers are coming uh, more and more often. And, uh, you know, I think ultimately it's a good thing you have, you know, better product maybe, but it makes it that much tougher and it's that much more impressive when the U.S. has been able to not only, you know, maintain but have improved over the last 10 years. Um, So, you know, now it's no longer just these ex-Soviet countries that have former Russians because it's the former Soviet uh, Union, but you have them transferring to places like Belarus. You have them transferring to places like Hungary, Slovakia, Poland uh, that, you know, have wrestling, have a tradition of wrestling, but not at that level, not even close. And that just raises the the bar for everybody. And, yeah, super difficult. And, uh, yeah, it's worth taking a step back to appreciate just how tough – uh, our guys have it, and uh, and you know transfers from America too. Are That's happening. what I was gonna say. We have the top seed at fifty seven is an American who's who wrestles for Serbia, right? Yep. So that and that's going to continue to happen. I think it's gonna accelerate over the next ten years. Guys are gonna find ways to uh, to get on teams because they want to win the Olympics, and it's gonna be way easier to make a team for a team that has no wrestle offs than going through our insane system, which is so competitive, so difficult to do. So I think you're gonna see more and more Americans in the field. Um, wrestling for d- various countries. What I think that's just a sign of how far USA wrestling Absolutely. has come in the past mm-hmm. 10, 15 years. Like to think about this happening 20, 30 years ago, it, it's that's not like I don't think anybody was doing it or would consider doing it, but now it's getting common. Yes, it is. It's going to get more and more common. And I, I think, man, and it puts guys like, like, like David and Kyle and Gable that we have guys that are, that are favorites to place or win. And plus we already have Kyle Snyder during this time when it's never been tougher, there needs to be like an added appreciation for what these guys are doing. Look what Dake had to do to make, just to make the team, right? Mm -hmm. How long he had to wait to make the team. Now he's got the team. Now he's at the man at 74 and David And, and David, of course he had to pay his dues for sure. Um, and now, I mean, I know Spay's kind of a hater, uh, <laughs> but um, I think Dake's the favorite at 74. I think David is the favorite at, at 86. Um, and, you know, you've got guys like Gable who, you know, this is a guy that wasn't on the team two two years ago. Last time he tried to make a team, he was kept off by Gwiz. So uh, it's, it's just added perspective or appreciation for what our guys are doing, added appreciation for just how tough it is. And I feel like, we have to talk about how tough it is because we are we are forced to um, accept the the IOC's view of wrestling and what they really think about us and how you know few weights we have. But it does create some, I guess you could say, good things that you know you have a maybe a special added appreciation for what these guys are doing to win and make teams here. 
Yep. It it uh, it concentrates the talent at the World Championships. You don't have to have – it's not just getting by one or two guys and then you can say, all right, as long as we can beat the Russian or whatever, it's you got to fight every round. And, uh, yeah. You know, you say that, and, and it's true that you do concentrate the weights, but it makes it sound like everyone just has, you know, okay, you have all – 10 weights, and then you go to six, and you have all those guys that are in the 10 weights. No, you don't, though. You really don't. Because people are getting left out. Some, yeah. Listen, you're, you're just, if you're Mark Hall, if you're uh, James Green, Alec Pantaleo, you don't have a good Olympic weight, period. James, you're too, you're too big for 65, you're too small for 74. That's yeah. just, a, that's just a, a reality, right? So it's not, you know, you don't get, you don't really get James Green. James Green is entering the tournaments because he wants to make the Olympic team. But the fact is, they they made a weight class that just two of them. They're just complete nonsense for him. Yeah. And some guys can grow like David and and grow into a weight class and be a beast. But that that's not an option for everyone. Yeah. Let it not be said that I'm advocating that six is the right number. You uh, love it. You I want it. Five. Never, never went on the record saying six is the best. I think the the gaps between the weights are too much. I agree. Uh, and yeah, what, what more so what I meant by concentration, the talent at worlds is that it's, uh, you spread out the countries and now more people can show up. So you're having less guys blocked due to their federation, but absolutely Dude, the Olympic weights is few and far between. You're making jumps of like 25, 30 pounds. That's wild. Okay. Don't say do-do anymore. You're right, <laughs> but it's um, a Donnie don't do. Yes. So yeah, uh, going to be pretty, uh. The, the fields are for the Olympics are so insane. They're so tough. There's only a, a couple, you know, in the worlds, you're like, all right, this country's here. This I didn't even know they wrestled, but not a lot of that at the Olympic Games. And it'll be interesting to see at, uh, I don't know if everybody remembers the last games, there were a couple entries where they kind of have like wild cards. I forget the exact verbiage that the IOC uses, but if you're a country that doesn't historically perform well or have a lot of representatives, they'll kind of carve out some spots, and that's how uh, Haiti uh, qualified at 74. Uh, there was a wrestler uh, who wrestled in New Jersey, and I actually knew him, uh, Astinch Castelli. He wrestled Yazdani first round, wasn't on that level, but uh, that was one of the few options, like a few guys that you would have where you're not, where it is, you know, uh, an easy out for lack of a better term. It'll be interesting to see if the Olympics bring that back. I haven't seen any any uh, rules or, or uh, indication that they will. So um, if not, then, yeah, it's just that 16. And, and uh, you know, your easy paths, we looked at the, uh, the uh, draws of death that we may get with Kozak uh, last show. And, yeah, there's, n- there's not a lot of options for you. No doubt. Um, it's strange. Opening ceremonies are, like, two weeks away. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be in an empty arena. I've, like, gosh. that experience is not going to be – what the athletes in the past have had. So I don't, it's almost like I, I don't want to think about it because it's going to be so weird. I know. Um, uh, the, the, the process to be able to, to go to this event has been, uh, Andy Hamilton and I basically included, uh, concluded that they, they really don't want a lot of us to come. They've made some of these hoops for us to jump through, like really ridiculous. Um, but I think we're gonna. I think we're. I think we're gonna go. I got my. <laughs> I got my credential. Got a passport. So um, I'm excited, but also a little concerned. I've never really. I've never really traveled outside of the country. Yeah, so. picked a heck of a trip. To- yeah. <laughs> so um, everyone. <laughs> it's kind of funny the, how how little faith everyone has in me. But I can't tell you how many people are like, including my wife, are like, 
oh, I'm so glad Andy's going with you because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, good, and an adult that can, like, make sure you don't, I don't know, end up in a Japanese prison or something, <laughs> um, which I don't know why they think that would happen. Um, Zamalov is, is, I don't know if you guys saw this on, on the gram, but this young man says, put, if, poking you know, the bear. He's poking the bear. He's poking the Jordan Burroughs bear. Uh, he says, Burroughs, you next. Which, one, sign me up for that match. I yeah. want to see that. Zamalov is a guy who kind of came, I don't know if I want to say out of nowhere. How out of nowhere was uh, Zamalov? He's in, and give, give the people a quick rundown of his hit list already in the last couple months. Oof. JD, you got that hit list? Uh, he certainly wasn't on my radar until uh, uh, the Russian Nationals were. He, he beat Sitikov. Um, or no, he beat Sabalov after Sabalov beat, beat Sitikov in, yeah. the, in the semis. But he's actually, I don't know why he's calling out Burroughs right now, because he's not even training. He just had surgery. You don't know that. <laughs> but, okay. He could be playing possum. Uh, that is true. You know he, I mean? he could be posting fake pictures of him in the hospital that, and that'd be wild. in a sling. I've um, done that a lot of times. 3D to chess. throw off my opponents. Well, I think consider your opponents thrown off because <laughs> um, I would be thoroughly yeah. thrown off. Well, you know what this guy needs to do? He needs to go 79. That's where that's where Jordan Arnold Spurs will be located yes. in yeah. the foreseeable future. Team Jamalov seventy nine. Change that last number. Yeah, change it up. You're not gonna beat Sidikov. Sidikov. Maybe the, that's what he means. Sidikov. Maybe that is what he means. Maybe I he means I'm going up to seventy nine. That would be awesome. Sabalov um also now transferred to Serbia after he did not earn the Olympic spot. It was given to Sidikov. Okay. From so. Okay, all right. Update from Kozak. This is, uh, he said, just FYI, this is a fan page for Zamalov, not his personal one. Yeah. Whoop. Says Kozak. Did Kozak make that page? Kozak made it. Because Kozak's page. It's, it's Kozak's Zamalov fan Ko- page. It's his fan page. He knows that. Um, <laughs> either way, we're, yeah, we're going to see. Even as they have the same profile picture. Yeah. So it's confusing. But either way, I don't care. He called out Burroughs. Whether, <laughs> whether he likes it or not, he did. It happened. Um but I would like to see him go 79 just because. And he still has 74 in his bio, his yeah. official one. He's just throwing people off. He's throwing people off about his Kozak surgery. Kozak did that too. He's throwing people about, off about his weight class. Uh, but he's not going to – I don't think he's going to beat out Sidikov, I mean, at any point. I think Sidikov was just sad for a couple months because of his, his – My man was down bad. He was down bad. Yeah. He had, he Rightfully had, so, though. <laughs> he had a, one of the most uh, – Basically, the worst wedding you could ever imagine. I mean, I guess it could be technically worse, but it doesn't get much worse than that. You don't um, wish it upon anybody. If you're throwing your wife out of the out of the ceremony, something went wrong somewhere along the way. So yeah. he was a little heartbroken. We think he's back on the wagon, um, but I well, Spay thinks he's going to beat Kyle Dake because he hates America. Basically, I am making a prediction that without a ton of confidence, with you know, if I was Vegas, the odds would be like fifty-one forty-nine, and so I'm I'm just saying that. But if that motivates Dake to win, then I will be happy to be proven wrong. Well, I guess I. I why do you think he's the favorite? I'm not. I'm not saying. I just. I'm just trying to get. I want to understand. I want to unpack your logic here a little bit. Mm, you know, it, it's uh, it's Sitikov's senior level results and Dake's lack of extensive history down at seventy-four. Got it. Um, how much I would say, I would I guess the answer to this is very little. But how much stock do you put in how Dake beat Burroughs in two straight? I put a lot. 
stuck in it. That's why I'm picking him. Yeah, because so, it was really not that close. Faye's like, basically throwing that out. He I'm said, not "I don't throwing anything that. out." I'm saying, you know, it's you recycled a, it. It's a hair difference, and we're we're right up to the to the border that fifty fifty border. And I'm shading just a little bit over to Sitikov. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm just hedging my own expectations, and I can't think of it any other way. You have been trying to derail my runaway freight train of American gold greatness predictions. <laughs> I've been, I've, pre, I, you know, I think we're going to win three. Okay, that's Regal. insane. That's half of them all, and we only have five people going. That would be a historic performance of epic magnitude. Yes. I would uh, love it. I would love it. I would be. I, w- I would be celebrating. And you can call me out. You can say you were a hater. I'll call you, you never out. Believed I, that you didn't even want it to happen. You can say all those lies, but I will be celebrating regardless. I will say Dake has it too, um, but the the gamer. X yes, the X factor, the clutch factor, the winning factor. Sitikov has it as much as anybody I've ever seen. I think it's going to be a super. Uh, assuming it happens, I think we could see it in the finals, or, or Dake will get drawn in. Those round one, yeah. I think it'll be a super, super, you know, slow match. And um, you know, again, if Dake wins, it's not like that's going to surprise me. It's going to. But fall, you will be sad. <laughs> fall right in line with expectations, except you know, I'm just hitting that you know slight shade over to Sitikov. But it's going to be very low scoring, and then probably come down to the final couple seconds. But allow me to. Continue, yes, to attack you for this <laughs> and, take. Yeah, and impugn my uh, character. I yes. will impugn you because you picked Gable to win. That's right, which I also did. But I'm picking basically all Americans to win. Um, I can only, I can't. I have exact, to pick all the Americans if I pick one. I, yes, I'm also. I'm also. Hey, we, I'm picking Kyle Snyder. See, this is where this is where you're, you're losing me. I don't understand how you pick. It's not based on super cold, like, Vegas odds. If I'm doing Vegas odds, then Sat Alive is the favorite. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Snyder because I believe that he's going to be coming with something with some new game plans. He's been working on it. He's a different guy in these big tournaments. And, uh, you know, in the lab with Kale at the Nitty Line Wrestling Club, I think he's going to have something else for Sat Alive this time. And Sat Alive is slowly, you know, showing he's a little more human side in his last uh, several performances. So you're drinking all the Kale-Aid. Some of it. Some, Some of, of it. Were, it, it appears to be a lot. You're, you're picking Kyle Dake to not win and Kyle Snyder too when he is in the toughest bracket, bar none, and he will be facing. He'll have two people, three people who have who beat him the last time he wrestled them. This is true. It, it, 97 is very top heavy, but there are some guys in there. A lot of it recycled from the years before. Uh, the two guys that Kyle shared the podium stand with uh, that got bronze medals are back. I favor Kyle over them. Otakadze's back. Kyle's a big heavy favorite over Otakadze. He's given him some matches, though. Of course, Otakadze's very good, but it, I mean, I'm not. It's it's not going to be you know it's not going to be a walkover, but it's it's Kyle nine out of ninety eight out of a hundred, whatever. I don't know, 98 out of 100. 99, 98, 99, 99, 99, without blowing up. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, Gable, I think that that factor is, uh, you know, he's he's young, he's on the on the rise, and, and it's, those performances happen. Guys that have not won world medals before, but it's their year. It's the perfect, you know, uh, his uh, uh, results curve, his performance curve. He's on the ascendancy, and he may be reaching the, the absolute peak or maybe on the way there, and... Uh, I think he's he's uh, the the guy to win gold this year. So you're so you pick do you pick David? Man, did I I don't know if I if I totally figured you that picked, one out. So yeah, but you pick David. I'm yeah. David. So you're picking three Olympic champions for the great uh, United States. A historic performance, yes. I think it could be a historic performance. I really do. Um, 
I've, my three are a little different than your three. For, for Very slightly, but we, we, medals all around. Medals all around, yeah. I think, what is the over-under for medals, if you had to set it? If I had to set it? So I think we're both a little optimistic, uh, you know, oh, red, white, and blue glasses. I picked Ed Ruth to win Worlds his first year. With <laughs> in the field. I don't give a rip. <laughs> I'll just do it. I don't care. Ed, man, Ed. For medals Ed. or golds? It's medals in general. Medals. Because I, I feel like we are favorited to medal at 74, 86, 97, and 125. Mm-hmm. So you would set the line at, um, would you do three and a half or four and a half? You do three and a half. Three and a half. Probably. Yeah. But I mean, then, but if you're just going Vegas odds, you got to, you got to go pessimistic because even though they're a favorite, they're only might be like a, like a, a barely 50% favorite. And then you add up all those 50% favorites. You know, because you have a field, so a guy could be 25%, 25%, 50%, still only a coin flip, and you would probably, Vegas would probably do 2.5 unless they know that it's mostly Americans betting that are all going to bet 3.5, and then you'd move it up. Yeah. Um, a, a factor in this is, is Gilman, and, you know, a lot of questions about his health, and the field's really tough. It's, it's tough. It's not, it's not as tough as, like, a 65 or as deep or as top-heavy as a 97, but... The word, the word coming out of camp is he's back and he's wrestling and he's, you know, healthy, which is great news because that was sort of a question. You know, he put out the post and then there's speculation to the degree of injury for Thomas, but um, sounds like he's fine and that's exciting. And this is a guy that was, that was silver in the world. If he gets drawn on the top side, guys, this is, it's wide open for him to make the finals. He can make the finals if he's... If he's on the top side. He can beat Stevon. He can beat uh, Kum- Kumar's the four, right? Ravi, I think Ravi. so. So, Ravi. I mean, now there, there's going to be some other tough guys that are drawn in there, but listen, it, it, you can't you can't rule it out. Five for five, baby. Yeah, five goals. It's going to happen. With if uh, like it is certainly possible. Uh, I would say it's probably or it's definitely a long shot to for the U.S. to win the uh, unofficial. Uh, team race, there is no. no it's official. Our, it's our official. Uh, right, the flow official team race. It's a long shot, but even with a man down, with only five of the six weights in men's freestyle, it's possible that they win it over Russia that has all six, or Iran who has all six. Because you know Russia has, um, you know their their heavyweight is not a strong strong contender. You know Kozirev, cousin uh, of uh, John Kozak. Yes, one of his favorite cousins. He doesn't <laughs> flip him off. No. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're kind of uh, – I won't say they're a man down because, I mean, I think he's maybe an out. With these draws, the the barrier to be considered a medal contender is is lower, right? Be- yeah, because- and only 16. It's an even 16, so you got – it's two matches to get to the semis. Right. So, you know, the, the, that, that barrier is, is a lot – is reduced compared to like – it sounds weird, but like an NCA bracket where it's all – it's every, they seed everyone, so it's and the data is a lot cleaner because they've all basically competed against each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's a little different with with how we draw the brackets for international. So we'll, we'll see. And Russia's going to have a good good performance, I'm sure. They they had a fine. They did good at the at the Rio Olympics, although I don't think they did. I don't know if they won the official whatever at Rio because um, they had Boltakayev Bol- had, yeah. had a predictable uh, flame out. Um, that was that was, will never stop providing enjoyment to me. That all just time. resting his head on the ref while he's slowly well after he lost, and it's like just 
It was magnificent. Because Le- uh, Lebedev went at 57. He didn't. I don't think he did. No, any, he didn't win. He didn't get a medal. He didn't do jacks. And that was, um, there was a little controversy there. Could have been a politically Musikaev. motivated. Yeah. yeah. Drove Musakayev over to Hungary. He would, mm-hmm. he would love uh, to be 57 again, I'm sure. <laughs> Can you imagine his tank at 57? Um, 65, they won. Romanov won, right? Yeah. In that insane bracket. He beat Asgarov. He went ham. Um, that was that was for Bessic. Mm-hmm. That was ridiculous. Seventy four. They got. They should have won. Uh, Godoyev's head ran out of blood and he lost. Yeah, he was wearing a diaper on his head he, by the yeah, end of that match. You just can't win with a with a XL loves on your head. <laughs> uh, it's just it's just hard. It's just hard. Bottom line. So he didn't win. Uh, Sajulayev won. Ninety seven. They flamed out. And then who went at heavy? Was did Makov go for them at heavy? It. Uh, that sounds right. But is it? But is it? I'm trying to remember. 2016 Russia Wrestling Olympics. I'm just going to look it up real fast for terrible radio. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm going to stop looking it up. Maybe we'll find it. Uh, I have it here. No, I don't. That's ah, cool. Uh, yeah, it was Makov. He lost to Zazayev of Ukraine in the first round, and Zazayev uh, lost to Petrosvili in the second round. So yeah, Russia didn't do great in 16. There was a lot of... Uh, They're going to do even worse this year, as soon as how... That's right. They won't even be wrestling. <laughs> right. Russia's not there. <laughs> oh, yes, um, ROC is what they're known for. No flags, but they can still wear the Russian colors and represent Russia in spirit. That'll show them. <laughs> that, this, this is really the, the shot across the bow that Russia needed to get their act together. They're going to... They're yeah, going to start taking all this stuff super serious. They'll think twice before next time they decide to get illegal advantages. Yes. Um, I, I think their team this year is better. Um, they have a they definitely have a better 57. Yes. 65, I don't think – I think 65, Romanov is I, – I think he's better than Rashidov. But they're both um, – he did win. I, Rashidov is a favorite to win. Um, to the degree that is being uh, discussed online, I don't know. Uh, I think he's a regular favorite. I don't think he's some Sajalayev level figure at 65, but he's very good. 74, uh, anything outside of making the finals would be a disappointment for Sidokov, I think. 86 is a, is a down. Well, the random draw thing throws that off. It does. It does because he could have Dake mm-hmm. um, for sure. But, you know, okay, so I'll say this. If he doesn't medal, that's, yeah, that is medal. absolutely shocking. Um and I think I think he will medal, and I think he's you know, I think he's gold or silver. Eighty six, Nifanov. He'll be a medal contender. He, thing is, it's like, it's one of those weights where it's not their best guy by a long shot, but this is not a good weight. And outside of David and Yazdani, who really freaking knows? I mean, we're talking about Miles Amin could be a, a legit medalist here at this weight class, right? So my guy Deepak Punya, Deepak Shakur. Um, Ooh, still still salty. <laughs> Yeah, he forfeited in a in a world in a final world final. finals. That's, I, oh, that's, he was injured. How is I mean, that's an all timer? I mean, Deepak is he's made me furious on so many occasions. <laughs> when he beat Jacob Warner, I I thought I was gonna you know destroy a plasma TV. That was that was <laughs> terrible. Uh, now he's forfeiting out of world finals. But yeah, I mean, Nafanov could be he could be you know bronze for sure. So mm-hmm. you have a weak weight, but or a weaker wrestler, but it's also a weaker weight. Except he'll for also two. be opposite. Um, or no, no, no. He'll be opposite Miles and Deepak. He'll be on uh, Yazdani's side. So that doesn't so help. That doesn't help. But Especially if David's on that side. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
David's such a boogeyman at that weight. It could, if David gets put on the other side, help him get pulled into repechage. Yeah, no doubt. And then 97, they've got a guy who Spay doesn't think can win the Olympics, but many people do. <laughs> doesn't think can? You don't That's think a it's little possible. bit of a you, misrepresentation you said, of you my said there, You said there's no way. There's no way, yeah. <laughs> Every everyone else has got to get food poisoning in the bracket, and then maybe. But there is no way, no way. <laughs> That's nice, a great rep. Um, but yeah, Sag Live. I mean, if he does this, how close is he getting to the goat status? Because you have to factor in. Well, well he's not losing. Yeah, he less misses than Satiev, who who had some hiccups in his run. I mean, if he wins this, one loss since 2013. I, that is just insane. And the loss was as close as it gets to who? A, a, another legend. Yep. An absolute legend. Kyle Snyder can hang it up right now. He's a legend forever. Um, so, I I mean, two Olympic titles puts him up there. The the uh, Basically, a nearly 10-year run of undefeated wrestling. If he can string another couple together. Now, we'll see. Because... In wrestling, sometimes guys can just fall off quickly. Some guys do, some guys don't. But I haven't seen enough regression out of Sag Alive. He looks only mortal now, right? right? That's it. That's all you can say is he looks okay. Whereas it was like just not even a discussion that he could lose. It's like, okay, I could see Sal some, somehow it could happen. And he's at an upper weight where I just got done mentioning how all the 97 guys are, are not ancient, but from, you know, are, are sticking around the Ibrahimovs, the. Um, Odakadzis, so you can make a career like that. And if he just regresses to the level of, let's say, Gatsalov or uh, Goizumov, then he's winning world medals for the next ten years. Yeah, he, he like if even if he's not the same level of completely undefeated, he's still in that medal conversation for ten plus. Yeah, years. the the thing the question will be is how long is he going to want to do this, yeah. right? Um, and you know, the the age thing is discussed that he's not how old it says he is we all know that he's a little older but even still even if you take the oldest age we can kind of theorize with Sag Alive he's still got some years plenty of tread on the tires um for sure so he's it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun conversation as as he continues his his ascent yep and then uh at 125 comparing the continuing the Russian comparison uh I think uh Makov had Definitely a better pedigree than uh, Kozirev, but Kozirev is, is younger and, and, you know, has a little bit more higher ceiling. I don't know if he reaches it, that potential at um, in Tokyo. I wouldn't expect it, but you could have a watch there. Uh, I think ultimately you have more liabilities in this sec- uh, 2016 team because you had Boltakayev and then uh, Lebedev. Lebedev. Yeah, were the guys that you were much less sure of going into the Olympics. And then this year you didn't have a guy like Lebedev that – Probably shouldn't have been on the team. You don't have a guy like Boltakayev who you're who knows what's going on with that guy. Yeah. It's it's funny, you know, everyone talks about how Russia picks their team and and like it's this gold standard when they literally put on Lebedev, who had no no he was not the best guy by any stretch at that point in his career. So that's always funny. Okay. That was the uh, Olympics. We'll talk about it some more, I'm sure, as it, it comes uh gets closer and closer. Excitement beginning to build. We'll hit a couple questions and uh, and we'll we'll get the heck out of here. Um, this guy Ryan Betts, that he's I'm, I'm proud of him. I hope his employer is not watching. 
That would be bad. But he says, I may have accidentally on purpose broken my finger at work so I can watch the Olympics. Then he says, he just throws that in. And then he goes, what are the hardest Olympic brackets (laughs) to win this year in order? (laughs) I think uh, that was just kind of a little narrative hook he threw in there to get me interested. And um, I'm interested. Ryan Betts, I'd I'd like to know what you do. Um, And I hope your your boss doesn't listen to this show. But he broke his finger. Now, it's a common thing you hear about, you know, March Madness, guys get sick or whatever so they can watch uh, the the basketball tournament and stuff. So you get, you know, your medical clearance off and then you know you're supposed to sit down for a day or two what better time to sit on the couch all day man ah yeah no comment there um (laughs) it was yeah um but what are the hardest olympic brackets to win this year i think 97 74 um 97 is really tough hardest to win Mm. no no the bracket where you have to beat sag live to win it is the hardest bracket yeah Um, we can talk about the depth of other brackets 65 is like more of a crapshoot, but 97 to go through the guys that you'll have to go through. You think 70- I was thinking the one-two punch of Sitikov and Dake. Yeah. And also slightly Chimizo. That's a Dude, that's a punch. I mean, Chimizo, he's... I feel like we're maybe discounting him a little too much. I mean, think about how close that match he had with Dake. Those, and listen, you can say what you want about that match. It wasn't a 74. Those guys are the exact same size, one. Two, those guys both wanted to win so, so bad. They were both absolutely clicking um, on all cylinders for that match. It wasn't some throwaway thing. Uh, so that that was a real match. And that guy fired off a leg attack and took down Kyle Dake. Okay, that that doesn't just happen. It was very close at the end. Super, yes, and he was very close at the end, too. So I, I, I think Chimizo is getting overlooked in this scenario, uh, a little too much. Yeah, what it's like, what do we put the odds of a Chimizo gold? You know, nobody's picking him, but would you be shocked? Yes. I I would not be shocked. Right. I mean, he would not be my pick. Right. He would not probably be my second pick, I don't think. But maybe shocked isn't the right word. I would be surprised. Are you giving him a one in ten shot? Oh, yes. Right? Absolutely. So I one think in it's happened, you know, two in ten, you know, one in five. I'd say one in five. I think yeah. he's a twenty percent chance. There's only I think there's only three guys that can win it. Sidikov, Dake, and Chimizo. 20% there. That leaves 80. And you go, you know, maybe 50, 30, 20 for uh, Dake, Ch- Sidikov, Chimizo. I don't know. Something like that. Right. 50, 50%. It sounds high for Dake to say he's a 50% favorite. But I don't know. About something like that, right? Yeah. No, I think that that's pretty fair. I mean, maybe I calculate a little bit differently as we've established here. Yes, yes, the spay calculation. 40-40-20. What? Okay, yeah, that's fine. Um, (laughs) It's pretty close to what you (laughs) just said. I know. Um, So, yeah, that. Now, a lot of people think that – do we agree that 65 is the deepest weight class just of like just really, really good wrestlers? I feel like there's more possibility that somebody wins there that you know there, there's more people that can win gold there much more plausibly. Yeah. Well, I would and I would say I think the medal table can look so much more different for 65 compared to 74 where basically three of those guys you know are going to be on the podium, right? Right. So that just leaves room for one more. Whereas 65 it's like yeah, Odaguru is really good. Yeah, Batrang's really good. Yeah, Rashidov. Yeah, Haji Aliyev. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could go on with that list a little bit. You got T- Tavanian. Yep. You love him. 
I'm a big Tavanian guy. You, you love Armenia, though. I do. It's a great, great place. One of your favorite nations. They created, uh, without Armenia, we wouldn't have System of a Down. Really? Yeah, they're all Armenian. Armenians from California. But... Kind of sounds like California to me, but... I mean, yeah, they're Californian, but they're... Uh, they're yeah, they, they're have won gold. That's all I oh my say. gosh, I didn't even say Musakayev. <laughs> we have a little goat <laughs> yes. in the field, and I didn't say his name. Big time shame on me. You know who also like who probably won't win gold, but he's young and you never know. Ahmed Aliyev of Kyrgyzstan. You just like Kyrgyzstan. I like you know, you're naming more countries that I have passionate <laughs> passion loves for. for. Yes. Give, give us the give us the pitch for this guy. For Ernazar Ahmed Aliyev, uh, watch him in his matches in the qualification for the, the Asian qualifiers. He pins Bekbalatov. Um, oh, yeah. Bekbalatov was up, and it was like, oh, we caught him in a headline. But no, you know, the Bekbalatov points I don't think were as solid as the score would indicate. And then, mm-hmm. um, you know, he hit a really good uh, kind of like a modified headlock. Yeah. And then um, and then he's just looks sharp. Uh, nothing uh, – I can't think of the – actual matches but every time i've seen him it's like okay i have a little bit more confidence in him i think um you know him taking out some guys niaz Bekov and valdez those are certainly possibilities you know he, he may not make the podium but he's going to give somebody uh, a hellacious match awesome question from juan the god how good would demetrius johnson be with spencer lee's wrestling and mikey musumechi's jiu-jitsu i'm absurd obviously he, he would be unbeatable he would um, be demetrius the god he'd do <laughs> Yes, he would. Um, that is a pretty uh, un- unbelievable combination of skills. If you don't know who Mike Musumeci is, he is mm, maybe possibly the, the greatest. You can watch a documentary um, on him on Flow Grappling. Yes, uh, he's wrestled on Who's Number One, which Joe Rogan shouted out, which was like one of the weirdest moments of my vacation. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's talking about this this thing. It is, it is kind of weird because... One, to watch this and just be all amped up and just be like a sports fan and hear Joe Rogan talk about it. But then Joe Rogan also comes to these events and Daniel Cormier is like, you know, it was like, I was like, Katie, this is so strange. Like, that all these people are sort of in this universe that I'm a, sort of a nobody, but I kind of tangentially know these people. So that, that was a really cool moment and uh, exciting because they're talking about Gilbert Burns fought in who's number one against Rafael Abad Jr. If you don't know, who's number one for grappling is – not like it is re- wrestling. It's like a high school all-star match where it's like who's number one. It is like the top-tier competition. In, the UFC. In, it's the UFC of, of jiu-jitsu. It's like the best of the best, most yes. entertaining. So it's sort of a, a little different, but we took the name, and it's blowing up in jiu-jitsu. But Mikey Musumeci is this American who's like one of the best um, in the world, and he's going to be fighting actually this Saturday on uh event against Gio Martinez. So – Check him out. He's like this most unassuming looking guy. He's like, you know, 135 pounds. He's got glasses and he's sort of like nerdy for sure, but he just destroys people and yeah. breaks their legs. And When he runs onto the mat, you don't think, wow, that guy's going to murder somebody. But then he just does whatever he wants. Yeah, he runs like a, like a mall walk, like you would envision a mall walker's run. Like, and he's squinting and he can't see and... But he just destroys people. So check that out. Um, should be exciting. ADCC rules are very wrestling-centric. So yeah. if you like wrestling, bad wrestling at some points, because these guys are not elite wrestlers, 
Um, they but, don't stand them up. There's no parterres over, and let's get back to neutral. But you can you sacrifice the not so great wrestling, but some of it's really good. You have some guys you're like, oh, that looks like a D1 wrestler there. Uh, but they can strangle each other and break their legs. So that's, there's the it's like the, the nervous factor of at any moment somebody could get tapped out. Yes, cool. It's it's pretty freaking sweet. So excited for that. That's this Saturday. Um. All right, Stringer's burner phone. Um. Make sure you change your, your SIM card string. Okay, one wrestler got a deal selling chicken wings. A few are selling their own gear. So far, wrestlers seem to be pretty minor in the NIL business. Any stories of major deal with star athletes in mainstream sports? I haven't actually heard a ton of like, oh, this Oklahoma quarterback signed with this thing. I haven't heard a lot of that stuff Auburn's yet. quarterback, right away the first day, signed with Milo's Sweet Tea, which is huge in the South. Oh, really? Yeah. No, Yerba Mate. A sweet... <laughs> <laughs> a sweet tea in the South. That sounds like a money-making venture. Uh, an Auburn quarterback with a sweet tea deal just sounds yes. like a license to print money in Alabama. Um, and then they did end up signing uh, an Alabama player as well so that they don't, you know. Oh, yeah. You, 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 you don't get, unite the unite the. Yes, you don't want to do one. You want to cut out whatever percentage of your uh, potential customers. Roll dang tide. Um, but, yeah, I haven't heard any super major huge deals. I would figure these guys don't have to be in the biggest hurries to sign stuff, right? Um, they're probably hearing out options, and it's only been allowed for two weeks, so I don't think so. But, yeah, the um, I think the wrestling stuff is going to accelerate as, as time goes on. Hersey Miller, incoming Tennessee State freshman and son of Master P., Signed mm. a deal with Web Apps America for $2 million. What? Make Miller, him say cha-ching. <laughs> Miller will be a brand ambassador for the tech company. He, what's Tennessee State? That's uh, one of the 50 states of the union. Oh, my gosh. I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, why Why are they... $2 million. This sounds This sounds like a scam. Why are they paying this guy $2 million? They want to hand him with Master P. Just give Master P $2 million, not his kid. How good is his kid if he's going to Tennessee State? I'm talking completely ignorantly here. This guy could be the GOAT, and Tennessee State could be, like, the next great team. But I haven't heard of Tennessee State as a football. This is where Bracky Bracky left. Oh, it's basketball. It's basketball. Mm. Okay, same thing, just different sports. It's not middle Tennessee State, is it? Just Tennessee State? Just Tennessee State. Mm. All right, we're going to have to go on a Hersey Miller Deep dive. Yeah. Um, JD, you did this, so you need to figure it out. Yeah, you did this. I, I just presented the you information. You Googled it, and now you have to take ownership. I don't of... need to look anything more. I don't care. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, so th- those are the questions. I think we're going to see more stuff from um, wrestling as things are. I think there's, there's some apparel deals for sure in the works, shoe stuff happening, no doubt. Yeah. And uh, there's no, no rush on it. It's going to be. It'll be fun to follow along as this new chapter begins in NCAA wrestling. Yeah, I I agree. I think it'll take some time, but it's going to be cool. And um, it'll evolve into something, and nobody knows exactly what. But um, uh, I think with the creativity in the sport, it's going to be interesting. Yes, no doubt about it. Okay, I think you should leave season two. was so good. I I have a question for you before we leave. Ask him. How did you pick up this tab? Well, you were on the show for one David Bray, who was in the heartland. Oh, that's right. Casey's breakfast pizza. Yeah, how did I pick it up? Well, there's there's technology these days. These days where you can you can um, that was very kind of you. Western Union people money uh, via horseback, and they deliver the 
Pony Express. Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, I saw that, and it's um, yeah, delicious Casey's Pizza. Speaking of sponsorships, I mean, there's there's yeah, one. There's no bigger ambassador of Casey's Pizza than yourself. Well, especially when all pizza becomes Casey's Pizza. You're going Amazing to Fargo, right? There's one right there. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll have an opportunity to uh, indulge in the uh, the country's most famous pizza of them all. Okay. Um, anything else before we depart? I think that's it. Okay, we did it. Um, watch Fargo. Watch uh, Cadet Worlds. Yeah, no show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. It's illegal. Yeah. I uh, didn't do it. I wanted to. Who's number one? We're going to be talking more Fargo and potential matchups. Golden tickets are on the line. All sorts of fun stuff happening. That's right. Yes. Oh, shout out Eric Hinckley. He's going to last chance. He will be at last chance. But we know if there's one thing we know, if there's one thing we know about Eric Hinckley, this is not actually his last chance. It's just the last chance for this year. Continuing his journey. He's going to be back in the mix, entering last chances from now till who knows. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Maybe. I'll be in Fargo. We'll see. We'll do something. We'll do something. <laughs> we'll call you in. We'll call you. Maybe you and Ben. Ben will be there. He's That's coaching, right. you know, all of Team Wisconsin. So um, have him hop on. He's throwing. I've died laughing when <laughs> Space said that Ben likes to throw Frisbees in the woods. <laughs> talking about how he doesn't know how rankings work because he's throwing frisbees in the woods he loves throwing frisbees in the woods he does and that's um, not a lie it's just such a funny way to like uh dunk on disc golfing <laughs> some guy throwing frisbees in the woods thank you guys even those of you that throw frisbees in the woods we think it's pretty cool actually i think it's great we'll see you next tuesday have a great weekend let's go eat tacos boys Woo-hoo.